pretty much ready whenever you are to jump in. Let's let's get it started today. Absolutely. Welcome everyone. Uh, we're going to do our installment of HBCU news today. Got some good events and topics that we're going to discuss, and some pretty interesting topics on a number of fields from sports uh, to the big topic of the HBCU funding bill, the Future Act that we'll discuss. So let's kick off with the sports for a little bit. Definitely a, a very very interesting in the swag. We've had um, Southern go down to Alabama State for a trip to the Celebration Bowl on the line. And if you probably survey a lot of our followers and people who would think that Southern had an advantage, they could actually probably knock off Alcorn to get back to Atlanta to face uh, North Carolina and team. But uh, Alcorn prevailed, um, and their quarterback is playing like top this year. He's up uh, one of the four finalists from the Black College Fair of the Year. Um, so they will come down here on the 21st of December uh, for a group rematch, but basically from A&T and Alcorn State. So that's something big one um, for the uh, Celebration Bowl, uh, Black College, I would say National Champions. But interesting enough, for uh, A&M, who came out earlier this week, both UCF and Hayden Park themselves as the, uh, as the Black National Champions. I get their point. I mean, had a great season, uh, 92. Um, they basically uh, dominated the VAC and held that number one ranking throughout the year, but also, uh, you know, did not peak with them equipment for the ninth year year uh, in Florida Classic. So uh, I think from a perspective of the best HBCU team, obviously, it was um, this year. They're in, I was not a lower division per se, but an undefeated regular season. Um, and North AT is still dominating. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy because it's the two teams back to back, yeah, back to back years, which is like yeah. pretty crazy. Absolutely, yeah, I'm worried for it. That's gonna be a good one. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Well, anything on, in terms of uh, basketball you, you saw that you uh, liked this past week? You know what? Um, it, it's still a lot of real early. Um, mm. Looking at basketball, especially the out of conference schedules that a lot of the HBCUs play, a lot of money games that are on the line. Um, but, you know, I am actually excited about Tennessee State. They're, they're playing really well this year. I think they're 6-3. and three. Mm-hmm. And won the Las Vegas Invitational, which they weren't favored to win, beating Cal Poly. Um, and also uh, dominating Chicago State earlier this week. And so if you had to rank in terms of probably the best team in HBCU sports right now from a basketball perspective, men's-wise, uh, Tennessee State with their fully ranked roster with uh, Coach Lee. Uh, is doing a really good job there. So I would say um, them still looking and interested and see how swag play will come out. Texas Southern always has a good team, uh, but uh, we're seeing a lot of good teams coming out that the deck as well with Central. Yep, yep. And then I was seeing a little bit of volleyball. I see AT went down to uh, Atlanta this, you know, this weekend and, and you know, try to, try to get it, but they ended up taking that loss. But that's good, you know. Seeing the yeah. HBC volleyball teams going into that next level in playoffs. Yeah, yeah I see. Uh, I think Howard is now won the MEAC in volleyball for the fifth uh, year. Mm-hmm. Um, their straight year in terms of their domination. So, uh, yeah, they're definitely uh, pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, man, you want to jump into the great news for this uh, for this uh, funding? That it took a while. Absolutely. We had to fight for this. <laughs> the future. Listen. Um, honestly, I don't really have a lot of faith in, in uh, the legislature sometimes in terms of looking out for us. Uh, but 
Lamar Alexander and uh, Chuck Schumer really came together in a bipartisan method and put together a great act, uh, the Future Act, which will now fund $255 million uh, annually on a permanent basis to help minorities and HBCUs. And so if you look at, say, you know, 100 plus HBCUs, um, you're probably getting a little over $2 million, um, ideally, that mm -hmm. each school could get. Um, I'm not sure of how they're going to break it down in terms of various factors. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's, that's great uh, that we have some permanent funding now in place. And, and everyone who knows and who's filled out FAFSA forms before, it was really complicated. A lot of those questions were duplicate questions. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that they've done is uh, streamline and cut down, I want to say over 22 questions yeah. um, in the FAFSA. So now it's not as redundant as it was beforehand. So I think that was good. That's going to help probably about 20 million plus people who are on financial aid. Um, and I, I think that's an exciting thing. Uh, looking at people who are graduating, coming up with their grad season uh, for the winter now, uh, you know, from a, from a form standpoint, when you're paying back the loans, I think uh, it, it's definitely beneficial. It's some of those things are actually convinced and compressed down. So I'm excited about it. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think it's good. I mean, I think they should have been doing this. I mean, especially from the standpoint, like, uh, you know, going to A&T, uh, being a land-grant institution, uh, the government founded a lot of these HBCUs, so it's kind of crazy now we're going full circle, you know, after, uh, you know, after all the things that's been, you know, civil rights movement, things like that. So finally, you know, all this fight, and I, so I appreciate all the organizations that have been behind the scenes, you know, chairing and uh, community members that have been out there working on this, uh, because I think it's very vital that these institutions also not just HBCUs, which people, you know, I'm glad you touched on that, that minority serving institutions as a whole are getting, uh, getting funding, getting funding. So I think this is good. Uh, and also the financial aid piece, because, yeah, as you said, you know, you got to redo it every year, things like that, working with parents. So I think it's going to help parents and, you know, students kind of, you know, streamline that process. But uh, yeah, getting this funding is good. But I think also, you know, we got to play our part too. Like you're saying, legislation change, you know, uh, politicians change, which causes laws to change. So it's important that we watch this. This this is set for now. It's not something yeah. you guys don't think that it's it's saying permanent, you know, right in the budget. But as politicians change, sometimes budgets change as well. Uh, you know, I'm learning that and different stuff with my time working with uh, intern with Congressional Black Caucus Foundation, knowing a little bit about that. But uh, but yeah, I think I think it's awesome. Uh, you guys give back to your schools too. Like it's very vital. Yeah, I think I think it's a great thing. I see that it still has to go through the Senate. Um, they're expecting that to pass. Uh, I know ever since October the first, uh, the Thurgood Marshall College Scholarship Fund, a lot of school presidents have been uh, urging legislation to do something. Um, I think it's absolute, mm -hmm. but I think it's a really good thing. And everyone needs absolute too. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the process was terrible. <laughs> Um, I was lucky to have, you know, some scholarships, uh, my undergrad experience, and so I didn't have to necessarily rely on some of that stuff, mm -hmm. but it was really a uh, uh, challenging form to fill out. Right. Yeah, man. So yeah. let's, you want to tap in a little bit about, and you guys feel free to uh, ask, you know, questions away. We'll, we'll, we'll try to uh, stay up to date and, uh, you know, and uh, see what you guys are saying. But uh, what, yeah. so yeah, Kamala Harris uh, dropping out this week, man. Listen, you know, a lot of people have different, views on political candidates and everyone is entitled to their own opinion and I think people's opinions and candidates are great. Um, I'm one, I'm definitely uh, more of a, a liberal Democrat leaning uh, thinker. 
mm-hmm. in terms of my politics. Um, but I, I, I definitely like a lot of the candidates. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily sure which candidate will represent and beat that guy in office right now. Um, but one thing with, uh, with Kamala, um, she took a big bad rap with a lot of people in, in, in the social media aspect yeah. uh, because of her previous position, where she came from, her title, you know, basically, you know, and that uh, police environment, I'm going to put it that way, mm-hmm. frankly. Um, I think it was, she ran a good campaign. I know she people don't agree with a lot of her views, per se, uh, but it would have been good to have someone um, you know, in the office with agency background, yeah. personal views aside. Uh, but, you know, we'll see how these other candidates go. And I still see people trying to join the, the race this late now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think if she can bring some positive, uh, her supporters can su- support someone else as well and uh, keep that going. But, you know, wish her the best. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely agree, man. I, she definitely took a lot of heat that first, you know, that first couple months just out the gate. People were just researching or doing their due diligence. So I just encourage people on that, that spectrum. Uh, you know, being that she was the only black woman in the race uh, so far was that she took a lot of scrutiny. And a lot of times from our community, I saw a lot of fake news, which I don't appreciate. Uh, so you guys do your research. Yeah, that's great. Share what you what you learn. But make sure that you're citing your articles and your sources and you have valid proof, because I'm definitely going to be the person that's going to ask you about that. Um, but yeah, so I think that's it. So we just do our due diligence and just stay uh, stay course and, you know, do our research on these other candidates, like you said. Cory Booker had an interesting thing. He wants to provide what uh, was it a hundred billion? What was his plan? Hundred billion dollars. Yeah, and, that's. You know, it sounds great. And yeah. uh, Bernie had some same things. He was down here in uh, Morehouse having, uh, you know, this this HBCU funding bill, and I think those are phenomenal ideas. I don't know how realistic they are mm-hmm. getting through um, the legislature process that we have and the numbers that are more conservative leaning and Republican leaning, mm-hmm. but. You know, any candidate that puts out a comprehensive HBCU funding bill, uh, that's definitely something that's exciting to our community. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that will be a positive for any candidate who's actually selected, if it's whoever the candidate is. Um, I just want to have this conversation to continue um, because a lot of HBCUs are doing great financially, some are not doing mm-hmm. as well. And so having comprehensive funding to encourage scholars to come to these universities and provide them funds and grants and scholarships. This infrastructure uh, updates, uh, you know, modernizing forms and, and updating a lot of the, uh, the buildings that are stored. I think that from whoever the candidate is, but we definitely need funding bill. Um, so I hope whoever wins can take some of those ideas if it's whoever the candidate is. I think that great. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, I want to tap a little bit into some of the business owners this week and, you know, whatever ones that you, you've seen this week as well. But uh, the biggest story this week was uh, actually Nicole Tennyson. I know we kind of talked about her uh, on a previous episode, but uh, she was highlighted in Forbes 30 Under 30, uh, which is very awesome. So Nicole Tennyson has an organization called HBC 20 for 20 for those of you guys that don't know. So feel free to follow that. Basically, what they're doing is they're trying to create a, a valid pipeline and resources for internships, fellowships, jobs for HBCU alumni, uh, HBCU current students that are enrolled. So this is awesome. So you guys uh, tap in, check out the story on Forbes. Uh, the title is uh, HBCU 2020 Connects HBCU Students and Graduates to Jobs and Internships. 
but you can just research her name, Nicole Tennyson, and then you'll see uh, the background and the story. But yeah, go ahead and look that up. It's, it's, it's very, very interesting. And, you know, uh, feel free to check her out on LinkedIn too. I think she shared, shared the article there. Uh, another one uh, this week was an HBC Proud book. Someone reached out to me, uh, which is pretty good. So I was just showing just HBC Excellence. So that was an author. So you guys can check that out on Instagram as well. Um, and then I had, oh, another good initiative. So the HBCU Business Dean's Roundtable has an initiative where right now they're creating an HBCU bestsellers authors list. So think of like New York Times bestseller, but they're doing it specifically uh, for people that want to leverage and get their books in front of HBCU students, professors, faculty. Uh, so they're going to build a community around that. And they want to host and track all the data, you know, on the HBCU marketplace, which is awesome. Uh, but what they're going to do is they're going to roll out probably a blog as well, email blast for all their uh, deans across the country. So this is an exciting opportunity. So if you guys have any family or friends, uh, feel free to email hbcustartups at gmail.com. I'm going through a lot of different books. They are as well. Uh, so you, you guys can Google them, HBC Business Deans Roundtable. They have a website. But yeah, it's going to be exciting. And they're going to roll this out at the beginning of the new year. So I'm excited. We're going to have now an HBCU bestsellers list. Sounds pretty, pretty awesome. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, and, and from our perspective, in terms of some black businesses and HBCU uh, accolades, we've been trying to do something on the uh, HBCU alum page and, and our story, highlighting some black businesses and, and spotlighting them. We have a number of uh, minority-owned companies um, from various types of industries, and we wanted to showcase them and give you an opportunity every week just to see a couple of uh, you know, our business plans or, or business ventures that are maybe of, of interest to you. And so we definitely want to keep that going. And so if you have a small business or something as well, you can definitely uh, shoot me a DM or tag uh, HBCU alum in something. The same thing with HBCU startups. We're always trying to showcase uh, excellence and showcase businesses that may not have necessarily a lot of exposure just yet. But mm -hmm. you know, if we can help direct some traffic your way or help uh, spotlight your business, definitely that market base and HBCU startups is a great place as well. Yeah, man. So yeah, that was it. I, I think that there was some great stuff this week regarding HBCUs. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been a lot. It's been a pretty great week. Got okay. anything else you want to add? No, I think we're good to go, man. I appreciate everybody for joining and I hope the information was uh, beneficial to you and uh, have a great week. It's almost, you know, holidays are coming up, Christmas is coming up, so everybody kind of finishing your trauma get ready for uh 2020 oh yeah one last thing oh yeah so we we're this is available on all podcast platforms so if you guys want to came in here a little late visit us on anchor apple Podcasts, whatever you had just search hbc news we are now going to start accepting uh more ad placements so if you guys have any businesses you guys want us to highlight on here feel free to email or dm both of us our uh, on our accounts uh, so we're going to start highlighting. We want to highlight more people and support. So we're going to have more ad placement for advertisement. So uh, you guys reach out and any people that have any sponsorship opportunities, we are more than welcome to, uh, to help support your brand. So just reach out to us and get in touch. We're, we're really going to uh, scale completely this, uh, this podcast. So that's what I have. That's all I have left for today. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Yep. Bye. Bye.